There's a place. Out where the fake news is muffled. Past the point where politicians get silent. Where facts don't care about your feelings. Where PC is DOA. This is that place. Welcome to the last stop on the right. As Miles Standish told Squanto when the Mayflower transited the Panama <laughs> Canal on the first Thanksgiving. Verily I say unto ye, the last pod is the best pod. Yo! I am Squanto. Yeah, man, we were going old school with that. I could have gone like a William Bradford, but I was like, yeah, that might be a little bit obscure. I mean, they don't teach any of that stuff in school anymore. I was going to say, most everybody knows who Squanto is. I don't think I would be willing to bet you almost nobody under the age of 40 knows who Squanto is. Really? I would be willing to. They don't teach it anymore because it's part of America's evil racist colonial history. Welcome, my friends. (laughs) It is the last pod on the right here at laststopontheright.com and, of course, through America's Podcast Network. This is KLRN Radio. Net. And uh, I am Ben Crystal. I'm Mike Abel. And we got a we got an hour of podcast fabulosity for you today. I'm not even lying to you, dude. I'd be willing to bet you that almost nobody under the age of 40 has any idea who any of those cats are. You could be like William Brewster. And he'd be like, I have no idea. You, could, you know, any of those guys. They, Miles Standish. I'll bet you most of them don't even know what the name All they know about the Mayflower is it's the, the name on the side of the moving vans. <laughs> they probably don't even know that. Yeah, I just, I'm I just guessing because they don't teach anymore. any of that stuff anymore because we're not allowed to. Now we gotta we gotta uh, push just academic frauds like that New York Times 1619 project. Oh yeah, which they're now teaching in school, even though it's now been established that it's fake. Right, that she made stuff up. But you know we have to teach that, but we can't teach them things that actually happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Right. It's like, well, what are we teaching the kids at school these days? Well, we're making some stuff up is what we're doing. But you know, it's woke. And that's what's more important. We've heard uh, the the high priestess of the woke mafia, no none other than Chiquita Khrushchev herself, AOC, actually say facts matter less. So, I mean, I guess that's right. just the way it is now. Yeah, that's it. But, you know, that having been said, you can come here for the facts. We're not likely to make up too much crap. No, not usually. I want to remind you, if you want to hang out with us a little bit, when we're not doing this. We're not hurling this flaming bag of poo that is the last pot on the right at your eardrums. <laughs> you can come hang out with us on Twitter at Last Stop OTR, on Facebook, and uh, you can email us through our website, uh, which is going old school here www.laststopontheright.com. Nice. Yeah, so you know, check so, all, and, check and that out when, when, when you, you get a chance. When you said you know you were w- saying, w- saying when we're not doing this, we you we you can do this, and I was going I my, the well, first for the first thing that popped into my head when you said when we're not doing this is I, I, leading it, 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 leading the top of the uh, fantasy football rankings. Oh, uh, oh, you're gonna talk a little so, smack so, here? Sorry. Is that what's going on? Because I know the other guys. <laughs> see, <laughs> we've been in this one. <laughs> We've been in this one fantasy football. We both play in multiple leagues, but we've been in this one fantasy football league for over a decade now, actually. Yep. And uh, uh, it's a fairly close knit group of guys, and some some smack has been talked, <laughs> and they're all listening to this. They're among our very few. So, hi guys, I'm leading the league. Ha ha. Hi, hi guys, I'm right behind him. 
Yeah, look, look at you one, acting like that's back. an accomplishment. Dude, for this me. This is as high as you've ever been this late in the for, season. For me, that is an accomplishment. If you are a football, or fa- especially if you're a fantasy football player, and, and I expect a couple of you are, uh, Michael is uh, is is possibly the most snake bit fantasy football player I've ever seen. I think best I've ever finished in this league is six. It's no third. Oh, you did finish. You I, actually I, made the I playoffs. Made, one made year. made the playoffs one year. Wow, yeah. one year, one year, one year out of eleven. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> I have. Uh, I think I've won this league four times. I, I, I think out of uh, I, I was looking the other day. I think out of all the years I've played, I do have four eighth place finishes. Oh, congratulations! And out of eight teams, so, yes, you, you know. you've finished dead last the same number of times that I've won the league. So you know, I'm not I, trying to you know say I'm better at this than you are, but I'm better at this than you are. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm just snake bit, like you said. No, you I'm are, snake you bit. are, dude. You're, I've never seen anybody get. Just you, where you, it's you, like you've you got the perfect my, roster at the beginning of the season and three weeks in, everybody's, everybody's got a red queue next to them. Yep. At best, at, at best. At best. And if you are not, and for example, our executive producer, my mom, who has no idea what a red queue is, that means questionable. It means the player has been injured and isn't looking, is is maybe going to play. Right. And it goes downhill from there. Yeah. All right. We got a lot of stuff we got to get into that has nothing to do with football. And we will be getting into some more football, I'm quite certain, later on in the last pod on the right. But first, Mikey. Yes, sir. Let's crack open Le Dumpsdale and see what it is that's making this place smell like uh, Paris today. <laughs> smell like Paris? Paris? Dude, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah. <laughs> No, I'm not even trying to be that guy. I'm like, like not doing the whole like, let's just pick on the French because they're weak and slow and stupid. But yeah, they they smell, they really do. It's a thing, and I don't know. It's, and, Paris you know, in August is is held. You know, and it's funny. The stinkiest town I think I've ever been in was New Orleans, and different kind of stench though. But but different kind of stench. But it's also French. Oh, mais oui, mon frère. Just just saying. Well, that is right. You are not wrong about this. All right, but anyway, it's uh, it's we've got a dumpster. There's crap in it. Now we're gonna empty it out and make you all listen to it. Here we go. All right, we we got the fat lady warming up. Yeah, yeah. It's well at the federal level, it's over, right? I mean, are we just with at the presidential level? I think it's over. We're all playing these games or whatever, and you know. The truth is there are tremendous irregularities at best. If the if Trump had won and these kind of numbers were coming up, the Democrats would be would be setting up sandbags outside their headquarters. Right oh, now. yeah. Well, we saw what happened in 2016. We saw what happened in 2000. If they end up on the losing side of it, they accept nothing. That's but right. Because it looks like Trump is on the losing side. It is assumed that we uh, will all accept the results or we're bad people. Exactly. But because that's the mantra of the Democrat Party is uh, no standards except double. Yeah. I mean, really, oh, it's just nothing. No, you're right. They have been so exposed by all of this. I actually think they may pay for this in the future, but we'll see about that. All right. <sighs> all right we got to win the smoke clear. Well, you know, we got to figure out what we're going to do next. Because uh, the country is is absolutely torn asunder. The Democrat Party and, well, the Democrat media complex, in the course of, of fighting against the duly elected president for four years, including a coup attempt, uh, and just the unbridled hatred with which they regard everybody to the right of basically Mao at this point. Mm. You, know, you got the woke mafia out there burning cities to the ground. They're threatening people's lives. Uh, they've got terrorists working for them now. And it's, you know, we got to figure out, we do still have a country here. 
I, it's not, it's, I'm not sure, it's not very healthy, but we do still have a country, we got to figure out where we're going to go, but before we can get that, we got to start talking about some of the people that uh, might need to think about getting the hell out of the way, <laughs> dot com. No doubt. Bam. All right, we uh, we also we also got the high cost of higher education. Yeah, man, uh, one of the first things that uh, Biden, well, I was going to say Biden, the people that are, I mean, it's not Biden, and we all know Biden's just a hood ornament, but uh, right. the Democrat Party's, uh, I don't know, their their regime that's incoming, uh, they want to start talking about forgiving, for, forgiving student debt again. I'm like, oh, God, here we go again with this nonsense. You know, little Moonbeam got herself a comparative gender studies degree, and now she can't get work anywhere except the Starbucks, and so we all have to pay her loans for her. You know, see, I got to say, it kind of pisses me off because well, yeah, I've, as I, a person I, who paid their student debt. You, well, screw you, why, Jack. That's your fault. I mean, well, well okay. no, I mean, that's my point. I though. want my money back then. Well, if, yeah. if these kids get I mean, theirs for free. But that's kind of that's kind of where I, mean, I am on this. I mean, it's basically their attitude is, ha ha, you're a dupe. You paid your debts on time. You you know, you paid off your degree. Right. And they're like, well, you know, we've even got, uh, well, we'll get into We'll get more into this in a minute. I don't want to get too far into it now. All right. We got to figure out what else is going on. And, and we're having Rona for the holidays. Yeah, there's no place like Rona for the holidays. I uh, this is which there's some kind of fascisty stuff going on. Have you noticed that? They're like, you know, we've got governors and democrat states talking about how many people you can have in your home and I'm or like, you don't. should or you shouldn't even you shouldn't Well, they're trying to cancel anywhere. it in some places. First of all, screw, let me say this to that. you. You're not canceling Thanksgiving. You're not coming anywhere near. And, and bull, by the way. It's not like I'm having because what a big we party, can but. every woke moron who got a gender studies degree and is now demanding somebody else pick up the tab for their student debt can jump all over each other when Biden, quote unquote, wins. Uh, and that's not a threat to help public health. But if I, you know, if I hang out with ten members of my family on Thanksgiving Day, well, geez, God, we can't have that. Right. I'm like, oh, kill, spare me, right. spare me, right. all of that. So we'll get into that as well. But uh, I, yeah, well, first up, man, we got to get back. We got to get into this because you know I, I hate to say it, if you are magalicious, and God love you if you are, um. Yes, I agree that at best this election is in question. I really do. And I'm not trying to be all, you know, tinfoil hatty about it and be like, well, you know, I did you hear this and did you hear that and bibbity bobbity boo? Because a lot of it is crap. Right. A lot of the stuff that you see on social media that in theory favors the right is clearly, you know, I'm like, okay, no, that didn't happen. When they're like, did you hear? That Bobbity, you know, in Chicago, that, uh, you know, members of the Biden transition team were seen transporting ballot boxes, X, Y. And I'm like, no, that didn't happen. And I mean, some, you know, there's a lot of stuff. It gets, this always happens. Anything public happens, there's always going to be conspiracy theories. You know, who did they really work for? Because we've been doing that since back when JFK got whacked. Right. You know, I mean, I don't there are still a, a huge number of people that are that are like, oh, man, uh, LBJ, uh, Joe Kennedy himself. All these people were secretly involved and Lee Harvey Oswald was a dupe and stuff like that. I'm like, we've been doing that for, you know, whatever. There was somebody. on. Well, the we're coming up with 60 years of that. Man. There was somebody on the grassy. Knoll. I'm sure there was somebody on the grassy knoll probably going, hey, man, look, the president. Oh, crap. The president been shot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I, you know what? Since we're sitting here. Where are you on that? 
Uh, I think he got off a couple of good shots because he was a pretty good shooter. See, I still think that there was... Uh, you think there was another I, I, a number two? I think two? it was like somebody else shot from somewhere else. Because like the first shot, you know... He, oh, yeah, are you what, doing that Oliver Stone thing? No, I mean... Back and to the right. No, uh, no I'm just... They, I, I don't know. It's like the first shot when he grabs his neck. Yeah, because he got shot in the back of the neck and a bullet went right through him. Right. So you're not going to go like... You're not going to reach behind your head if a bullet just came out the front of your face. You're going to grab okay. the hole. I'm just saying, he took two. He took a Lee Harvey Oswald was a Marine trained uh, marksman. Right. Okay, he did a pretty good job. It's uh, not that crazy. I don't know. I've de- you know what it is. I've never seen anything to convince me that anything else is true. How about I, that? I, I've just heard theories. I can go with it, but uh, you know, I've never. Anyway, so that. But we've been doing it for sixty years. Right. You know, with conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory. And uh, uh, the reality is that a lot of the stuff that you're reading on social media that even is, in theory, supportive of Trump is bogus. But it doesn't matter, is the thing. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine, one of the the infamous Disney boys out in Texas. Hmm. And uh, these guys are living examples of why I really think Texas going blue is kind of a pipe dream. Because as long as there's cats yeah. like this out there, you know, the uh, ultimately, no matter how much Democrats want to win Texas, they don't want to live anywhere near guys like this. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, these guys, but uh, I was uh, I was chatting with one the other day and he was pretty bummed. He was like, man, you think it's, you, I mean, they pulled it off? I'm like, yeah, they pulled it off. I, I think we need to accept that. Yep. I think they we need to accept, yes, there are, this, this election was rife with bogosity. And yes, uh, there are enough questions that if the shoe was on the other foot, we'd be Adam Schiff, that little human thumb, and Inspector Pantload, uh, Jerry Nadler, would be up on the hill right now with the Galcada squad. Oh, yeah. Demanding everybody that ever said the word election in an email gets investigated by a subcommittee. Right. But that's not what happened. So they don't care. You know, they got what they wanted. So, yeah, I mean, we could do this and we can drag it out and we can have. Uh, you know, Rudy Giuliani press conferences, and I've got to say this real quick. Nothing but love for the for the mayor, okay? His honor, obviously, compared to his successors, really. I mean, Rudy was a really good mayor of New York. Right. Mike Bloomberg was not a good mayor of New York. Bill de Blasio is probably the worst mayor of any major city in the civilized world. But Rudy, dude, when you're going to do the press conference, if they're not all using the LED lights, and not everybody is, you know, the stage lights. Right. You know, not everybody's doing it. Uh, most guys have switched to them because they're cold. Right. But some guys are still setting up the hot lights. <laughs> Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> Rudy. It took me a second, but Dude, I know exactly with what the picture hair you're dyes. looking at. Stop it, man. Come on. I can't. And the thing is, it doesn't. When something like that is happening, you can't. It's, He's using shoe polish. I'm like, Dude, you can't even pay attention to what this cat is saying. <laughs> Because there's dye running no, down right. his face. And I'm like, oh, come on. And you know, like, <laughs> CNN and MSNBC and other Democrat Party outlets, like those two, uh, even when they're just doing a story about the Rudy press conference, which mm. they don't want to cover whatever, guess what picture they all used? Oh, yeah, that one. Of course they did. And don't think for one second that <laughs> left-wing hate speech outlets like that aren't going to do that because they know they can't. Be like, what? It's just a picture of Rudy. I mean, it was him at the press conference, which you managed to do. 
And I'm like, if you guys did, when right-wing outlets took bad pictures of Michelle Obama to use as fronts for stories, you guys freaked out. Oh, yeah. You didn't have to. You could use a stock photo or a file photo. You chose that. Once again, double standard. But at the same time, the you know, and this is the thing, it's, it's irrespective of what Rudy was talking about. This is something that if you're a conservative, we've got to have like this sit down with the like the heart or the leadership, I guess it is, the people that are prominent. And be like, look, some of you cats are a little bit long in the tooth. Okay, so you don't get maybe how things have changed. You're coming around to it, but not as fast as you should be. Assume when you go into any public event like that, that if you, if whatever you do, your appearance, your dress, your, uh, what you say, uh, if you trip or if you stumble, if you are a conservative, the media is going, that's going to be the story. Okay. They're going to kill you for it. If you're a Democrat, I mean, you can look like Jerry Nadler in public, (laughs) You can pass out. You can literally be. You don't even have. I mean, Jerry Nadler doesn't even have to do anything unusual. You can look like that around children, and nobody says anything. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. If that dude showed up at your house, you'd hide your kids. He he freaking what? He moves like a sloth. He he reminds me of Chet after. (laughs) If you've ever seen Weird Science, and if you know what I'm talking about, if you don't know what I'm talking, look it up. In the movie Weird Science, there is a moment when the older brother, Chet the Bully, is uh, the, the beautiful woman casts a spell on <laughs> the him. The noises that, he makes. That turns him into like this kind of a, like a Jabba the Hutt troll thing. Kind of steaming pile looking of At poo the thing. time, you were like, haha, that's funny. Oddly enough, the representative from New York, Jerry Nadler, bears an uncanny resemblance. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty uncanny. He kind of does. I mean, it's like... So, but you can do that. You can be out there looking like Jerry Nadler. You can stage a coup like the human thumb, Adam Schiff. You can look You can look like Rashida Tlaib and make an absolute fool of yourself in public. All of this crap, you can get away with it. You can get away. You can be a Michelle Obama and say, I wasn't proud of my country until now. You can be Barack Obama and hang out with scumbags like Jeremiah Wright and Louis Farrakhan and get away with it. But if you're Rudy Giuliani and your shoe polish starts running down your chin during a press conference, that's the picture, baby. That's the picture. <laughs> yep. You could be a Michelle Obama in a very ill-fitting designer dress that really shows off how... Okay, let's. I don't want to be like this guy. I'm not trying to say I'm not casting aspersions on her, but Michelle Obama does not have a great figure. And some of the stuff they would put her in kind of accentuated the fact that she does not have a good figure. Right. But you couldn't talk about that. No, of course not. But if Rudy Giuliani has some shoe polish dripping, that's the that's the picture. That's piece, the picture. Piece of spinach, but, pieces of spinach between his teeth. But this is the, this is what I'm trying to say. This is the lesson I'm trying to I'm trying to. I wish someone would get to the to the you know the the people up the line. Guys, you have to be on your best behavior. Right. Your standards are not their standards. Right. You can't get away with anything. You can't trip. You can't fall. You can't stumble. You can't stammer. Joe Biden. Joe Biden has been babbling like he is on the the far end of a stroke for two years, (laughs) and it's fine. Okay, it's uh, he's allowed. I mean, the dude. We have had multiple instances over the last eighteen months where it has become apparent that Joe Biden's the train of thought is derailed before it reaches the station. Right. But that's you're not. It's fine. Okay, that's fine. 
You can, he can get away with that. If you are Rudy Giuliani, if you are Sidney Powell, if you are Donald Trump or whatever, you can't. Nope. I don't know why these guys haven't figured this out yet. And I don't know why their media people haven't figured it out yet. And one of the reasons that you're in this, if you're a Republican, that you're in this mess right now is because you've been too slow to get, you don't have to get woke, just get smart about it, man. Just get smart. This is an important lesson, I feel like. Right. You got to get smart about it. Yeah, you have to catch up a little bit, okay? Uh, if there is one Republican out there right now that I can honestly say gets it, and his social media performance would indicate that, it's Ted Cruz. Yeah. Ted Cruz is awesome on Twitter. Right. He is, uh, he is definitely gets it. Okay. He knows how to play the game. He knows how to, you know, he knows how to use the lingo, but not overuse it. Right. All right. He, he communicates well. Ted Cruz gets it. They should be taking, le- Rand Paul gets it. They should be, Dan Crenshaw gets it. Right. They should be taking lessons from these guys. This is what you should be doing. You know, the Democrat Party has decided to allow the the kids to take over the dean's office, but they still got the dean as the hood ornament. Right. Okay, but the Republicans haven't let the kids into the dean's office yet, and they need to. They probably need to think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm just saying. I'm just. I, right. I'm just saying. Yep. Now that having been said, we do not. We haven't settled everything from the electoral front. I again, I'm going to say, if you're waiting for a miracle for president for President Trump, I. I I, I don't know. Go don't, to go to mass a lot between now and January, <laughs> no and doubt. maybe that'll help. I don't know. Right. I don't think it's going to happen at the state level or at the slightly lower level. By the way, we still have some stuff. We have still have some fights to settle here in Georgia. We have what are now the most important Senate races in America. Let, can I just say that for everybody who is listening outside of the area of Georgia, you are so lucky. Oh, I know. The, the freaking political ads have disappeared. Oh, because my now, God. Now, now we have two, two races, and one of them, one of the races, they're really nasty towards each other. Uh, the, the, War- also, the, War- the Warnock Ossoff one. No, is, that's Warnock uh, uh, or, uh, Leffler. Leffler. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're, nasty. They're well, nasty. Warnock is a, is a pile well, of garbage. nasty anyway. Warnock yeah. is filth. Leffler is. Leffler has some holes in her resume. You notice how she's before, not ideal. No, but uh, you notice how before the election he was Ralph Warnock. Now, no, I know. now he's, he's Raphael Warnock. Well, I could help but notice that before the Reverend. election he was Ralph Warnock. Since he began running, he is the Reverend, Reverend Raphael, Raphael Warnock. <laughs> well, they you know, and I, I couldn't help but notice that the people who booed God at their own convention. Who claim that the separation of church and state is sacrosanct and blah, blah, blah. We can't have the Bible in schools and all the rest of that crap. The moment Warnock looked like he was going to get in for their nomination for that seat, he became the reverend. Now they're all saying, oh, it's on his signs, man. Oh, yeah. People who would tell you that cracking a, a, a kid bowing their head in silent prayer in school is a violation of the constitutional rights of the kids around him. Are now happily saying Reverend oh, yeah. Raphael Warnock, but again, as a theme for the day is and forever is the only standard. standard they have is a double standard. Double standard, but that's fine. But that's fine. But Raphael Warnock, man, you know, and he was here in Savannah last Friday. He was invited to give the invocation at the Chatham County Commission yeah, meeting. I was just wondering if, like, I mean, I'm assuming, I'm hoping that he wasn't their first choice. I, I'm going to guess that Farrakhan and Reverend Wright were not available. Uh, you know. By yeah. the way, Warnock is a disciple of Reverend Wright. You remember him. Yes. Reverend Wright, the anti-American, I mean, 
Goodness. literally anti-American, uh, actually said, quote, goddamn America, unquote. Yeah. Okay, also hates Jews, but, you know, the, these days, it's is if you notice that these days, because of the ascension of the Gaukata squad, and people like Warnock and the 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 mainstreaming of vermin like Farrakhan, uh, the Women's March, Sharpton, guys like that. It's no longer weird. Like it's it's uh, it's no. You don't even have to mention anymore when a prominent Democrat in a tight race is an anti-Semite because you can pretty much assume that they are. Mm, yeah, I mean War, Warnock is just. It's like. Wow, Warnock also hates Jews. And I'm like, well, of course he hates Jews. He's a Democrat. How many of them don't? Right. I always wonder how these guys hang out with each other. Now, granted, again, if you're a Democrat, you don't have any standards except double standards, so you don't really care. But like a guy like Schumer ostensibly is a Jew. Yeah. I, mean, I assume. Well, what's he going to do with a guy like Raphael Warnock in the, in the Senate? What's he we do know, when he know. runs into AOC, who is a representative from his own state and is good friends with a Hamas sock puppet like that? That talking human stain, Ilhan Omar. I mean, even Bernie. And Bernie's a Jew. Bernie's a Jew. But he hates Jews. But he hates Jews. Uh, you know, I don't, that's a stereotype, though. The self-hating Jew. Bernie's just, <laughs> well, Bernie is a stereotype. Bernie's a stereotype of everything Bernie is. He's a true. stereotype of the communist buffoon. He's a stereotype of the, the anti-Semitic liberal. He's, you know, he's an idiot. But, you know, Bernie's like... Uh, huh. Well, Bernie's like the jester. If if the Democrat, <laughs> if the Democrat court, you know, you got Biden ostensibly sitting on the throne. Pelosi is the queen. Um, <laughs> Bernie's the guy with the goofy hat with the bells on. It. He's like, hey, look at me, I'm a communist. <laughs> Except that, of course, the jester has uncanny amounts of power in that court. But you know, that's True. their problem. That's their problem. Communism is a real problem for the Democrats. Hey, man, he's I a- really think twenty twenty two might be looming in the mirror for these guys, or in the in the on the horizon for these guys. And I think it might be bad news for them. Yeah, I think I think the way they managed to pull this off, I, you can't do that twice, right? You know, I, you got to cheat, lie, and steal to win. How I, you know, and two years of these guys proving that we should never have elected them, which is what they did the last time they got in this situation, right? I mean, you know. I'd like to point out to you that two years after Barack Obama was elected president, uh, the, a Republican won the Senate seat in Massachusetts that had belonged to Ted Kennedy since the 60s. Yep. Okay, so mouthy Democrats have a bad tendency to sweep into office with coattails that are that are that don't even reach past their waistlines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Well, you know, they, they do it. And, you know, you, then you got a couple of years where the you know Republicans win those seats back. And then, then people get stupid. It all and, depends. And they forget. And I don't want to get too far into the whole prognosticating thing yet because we're four years out. This is like Monday morning quarterbacking, but like the previous season. <laughs> yeah. But I will say this. Uh, it all depends on who the Republicans can come up with for 2024. Mm-hmm. If they do what they did in 2012 and they give you, you know, the Republican doll, Mitt Romney. Right. If they do what they did in uh, back in '96, and they give you, you know, the guy who's been around long enough, they just why not Bob Dole? I'm then Bob they, Dole. Then they lose. Then they lose. But I'm, if they come in with somebody smart, somebody new, somebody that blunts the usual Democrat Party slander tactics, somebody, and I'll say Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley. Uh, uh, you he, could he, you he, play he, it right. You could do well with it. Yep. 
I've been telling people recently that no matter who they pick, you know, who the who you think the guy should be, if it's Ted Cruz, if it's Rand Paul, it's not going to be Rand Paul, but if it's Ted Cruz, I don't know, whoever you think might be the, I think you should put the guy in the number two slot behind a woman. Uh, you know, I've I have thought. I mean, hell, man, hey, let's play Haley, the sexism game. I, sure, let's objectify the hell out of them. I've, let's turn a woman into a figure. Right. Fine. I've I've uh, I've thought the, the, the Haley, Haley Cruz. I know you've said Haley Crenshaw. I think Haley Crenshaw would be a monster ticket. I tell you what, I'd really like to see. And this actually has nothing to do with their gender. Nikki Haley is a very impressive human being, by the way. This is not some neophyte Sarah Palin type oh, no, who's going to wander out there man. and look good in heels and and blah blah blah. Nikki Haley is for real, yo. She will look good in heels. Though. She will look good. Nikki <laughs> but Haley anyway. looks good in heels. Uh, but Nikki Haley has actual game. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I would like to see them get that girl that was running for Congress in Baltimore. Baltimore, man. Kimberly Claycheck. Man. She is badass. That, that ticket? The, and, you know, I, I know. she's Because you'd be sitting there going, well, she has zero experience at the federal level, et cetera. She just ran a really cool campaign for Congress. Like, well, why not? Hey, guess what? Why not? Bur- They're trying to buy a seat for this for. They tried to buy seats for Beto O'Rourke and John Ossoff, and those guys haven't even hit puberty yet. Well, you know, you know what? Guess who else didn't have any experience when he got elected? Barack Obama. Well, to the Senate. I mean, well, I mean, but I mean, he had he been two years. Yeah, I know. He, he was. Hey, well, that's, they built, that's not experience. They built him in a laboratory. David Axelrod built him in a laboratory with Bill Ayers. Well, I know. Who, by the way, I was know. a terrorist. But you're not allowed to mention that. Nope. Oop. Not allowed to mention that. So, but yeah, okay. So that's where we are. I mean, that's where we are now. And if you are waiting for a miracle, again, I would point out to you, the fat lady ain't singing, but she definitely warming up. Right. We've got to figure out what's happening in Georgia before it's all said and done. But uh, when the smoke <sighs> clears, my friends, and take a quick moment here and remind you, you are listening to the last pot on the right here at laststopontheright.com. You might be listening it through to it through America's Podcast Network, KLRNRadio.net. And we would invite you to check out our Twitter feed at LastStopOTR. But when all of this is over, when all of this is over, I, you know, it occurred to me, I was doing a, a guest, I do a weekly guest spot on a, on a radio program on the iHeart Network, mm-hmm. uh, which is hosted out of Savannah, Georgia, by a, uh, by a Savannah radio legend, media legend named Bill Edwards. I do... I guess I should I should boost it because he would appreciate that if I could get my like ten or eleven listeners to go to his show. I don't, I don't have much to add to the guy's program, <laughs> but here have my listeners, Bill, all ten of them. Some of them aren't even related to me. Um, but every Friday morning at eight forty-five, I go on this guy's show, and it's on uh, uh, WTKS Savannah. You right. can look it up, right? Uh, it's but you can find it through iHeart or whatever. Uh, and I said, you know, I was talking to him and I said, hey, listen, dude, you know, one thing that we're not focusing on that we actually kind of do need to focus on, we still actually have a country. I mean, I know the Democrats are not interested in uniting anything. They talk about it, but at the same time, they would like to remind you that they they hate you and they hope you were, they wish you were dead. Right. So, yeah, we're not, there's not going to be any unity. And I got to be honest, as I said last week, I'm not offering you any. You have, if you're a liberal, you haven't earned it. OK, right, right. you may have pulled off the, the heist of the century with this election, but you're still a lying, 
violence-approving, terrorism-endorsing scumbag, and I don't like you, and you haven't earned unity with me. You know, you might need to go to a re-education camp. Well, and they're talking about that. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, and sorry. they're talking about that too now. They <laughs> really are. They're right out there talking about it now. <laughs> there are multiple members of the Democrat media complex who this week made a point of talking about deep. Was it one of the guys in the New York Times? Depro deprogramming Trump voters. I'm like deprogramming. Yo, uh, it's called re-education. Yo, Mr. Stalin, if you want to back off a little bit there, buddy. Uh, but no, that's what they, their attitude is that we hate you. We think you're stupid. You're worthless. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, and there's, these people are absolute garbage. I'm like, I'm not offering you unity, but we do have a country that has to run. Right. At some, in theory. I know there are people out there have this pipe dream that what we're going to do is eventually just split the country into two entities. You'll have America and then you'll have, you know, poo and syringes. Right. Or, yeah. you know, because everywhere the poo syringes, you have America and then you have where the, the Democrats control places, which is poo syringes and illegal aliens. So I'm like, fine, you guys, look, it's never going to happen. That's right. not going to happen. We're not going to have two Americas. There's never going to be a, a Cal exit as much as we all think it would be a wonderful idea if uh, uh, the eastern half of that state told California to get bent and just, you know, everything east of the Sierra to the Nevada border became its own state, but that's not really very realistic. No, no the, the more realistic thing that could possibly happen is that there's an earthquake and it slips off into the ocean. Oh, but, no. You, know. you mean the whole western coast of California would, would slip and, and and sink beneath the waves like a, like a bad Emmerich <laughs> if movie? If we're lucky. Oh, that would just be terrible. Shut. That literally the only, if that were to suddenly look like it was going to happen, the only thing I would think would be, well, I got a couple relatives out there, so let's get them out, and then the rest of it, you can just go. Right. I, like, don't even care. Oh, no. Hollywood's gone. What will we do without George Clooney? <laughs> I'm like, we'll find a way. We'll or find a way. Of but none of that's ever going to happen. However, here we are in this in this country now, amidst the smoking ruins of our electoral system, and it occurs to me. You know, I was talking to Bill about this, and I said, you know, we, at this point, I I don't know if we'll ever have an election again at the federal level that's close, that both, si uh, uh, that both sides accept the results. Right. Our electoral system, as a result of this mom earmuffs three, two, one shit fight, is irrevocably damaged, from my, in my estimation. If the 2024 election is close... And the reality is, kids, that we we have developed as a nation in such a way that, uh, and again, part of this is because the Democrats are such howling rage monkeys all the time that they have basically told everyone that isn't um, one of them to f off so many times. And no, we there's I don't know if we can bridge the gap. So I have a feeling because you know it was pretty close. What you saw was was kind of a battle line being drawn. I think the next election is going to be this close too. I think we should get used to places, things like this happening. I think you're going to see a lot of close elections, and I think every single one of them that's contested, the other, the losing side's not going to accept squat. Right. I, I, that's a serious problem. You're probably right. Until there's a legit like third party that comes along, we almost have to have one at this point. To, yeah. I, I see that as the only way of it not it, being a tight election. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think we've gotten to the point now where uh, you know this is like this is like World War One type of warfare. It's trench warfare at this point. 
Right. You know, I mean, everybody has the battle lines have been have been drawn. Right. You know, you got seventy five million voters on one side. You got seventy five million voters on the other side. Of course, there's another hundred million people that aren't being counted. But apparently, well, actually, there's another hundred and fifty plus million people that aren't being counted. <laughs> but who gives a crap about them? <laughs> yeah. uh, they're just kids mostly. Um, but no, you've got these. It's we need a third party to break this stalemate. Somebody's going to have to do something or it's going to keep happening. Right. I mean, 2000 was uncomfortably close. Gore cheated his ass off, but he couldn't pull it off. Mm. Okay. 2004 wasn't really that close because, let's be honest, Kerry was a buffoon. Yeah. And and John Edwards is a freaking, he was dragging an anchor with that clown. <laughs> well, I mean, John Edwards is not somebody Man, you that, take seriously. That dude has just disappeared. Well, yeah, but, well he had to. But I that know. stuff happened afterwards. Right, right. That's a, right. But back in 2004, you had Kerry Edwards, and it was like, okay, they've literally got Lurch from the Adams family, and he's carrying like this, this teenage kid with him. I vote for X because we're super cool or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, I can't believe I'm even seeing this. this is the worst. This is the best they can find. 2008, they come out with Barack Obama that they had basically just built him in a laboratory. Uh, 2016, Hillary Clinton, unelectable. So unelectable. Hmm. So universally disliked by everyone to the right of essentially like Mao that she had, they tried every trick in a book and couldn't pull her over the top. Then they figured out their mistakes and they pulled it off this time. Right. 2024 is going to be the same thing. Yep. It's, go, it's going to be close and they're going to stay close. Mm-hmm. And all these states where you've seen an influx of people of one, well, in Georgia, we of course had the issue of Democrats actually committing fraud here. Like we, we had actual Democrat party uh, officials telling people to take advantage of Georgia's residency laws, move in here, vote blue, and leave. Oh, they're still, they were still trying to do that. Yeah, with which, this, by the way, with, is a felony. With the selection coming up. No, and they're going to try it again. They may pull it off. Yep. It's possible that the <clears throat> Reverend Raphael Warnock may win based on uh, late-arriving balloteers, as it were. Right. By the way, they'd be committing a crime if they did that, but like that's the first time. Like, they literally, Soros <laughs> and, and, and his and his. You know, my, his bag men have these guys on, like on retainer. Right. I mean, no, we saw what was it, Minneapolis, where they had the the lawyer in St. Louis paid, and they sent the vans up, and then like they opened the back, and they're just unloading gear for the Antifa terrorists. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that Minneapolis? Yep, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they literally that was a phone or call Ken- from Kenosha or one of those. It was a phone call from up the line somewhere, probably at the Open Society Foundation or one of Soros's cronies organizations. Right. And the phone call goes down the line, and they literally have people sitting around, be like, "Hey, I listen. I need you to fill a couple of buses with our guys and go. I don't know, loot the Walgreens in Kenosha or steal an election in Georgia." Yeah. Okay, that's the way it goes now. But you know that doesn't change the fact that you do have a close enough ballot margin that you're going to have this again and again and again. And I can't see a solution other than somebody needs to go. Okay, you know what? We're out. We're going to have the not just in it to win it party. Right. You know, I'm not just here to gratify my own hubris party. Right. Would be, well, that would be my hope. Now, whether or not such an individual exists who could put together enough of a machine that they could actually build a party based on actually serving the public according to the dictates of the Constitution. Well, you got the entire Democrat media complex would, would literally try to kill him or her. The Republicans would be less than thrilled. 
and you and I have talked before here at the last pod on the right about the fact that a really good person, really worth the effort, would never be dumb enough to run for the job. Yeah, and I've I even said to somebody this week, I don't ever think that there'll ever be a candidate that I want to vote for. Yeah, because the kind of person you want to vote for would want nothing to do with this. And again, mom earmuffs, three, two, one, shit fight in the monkey house. Yep. I mean, I don't want to run for president. I don't want nobody digging into my past. Ain't ain't nobody going to want you to run. You're you're no danger. That's fine, but I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want my kids. Well, no, you and I. How about about this? I I don't want either one of my kids to run for president. See, now that's a fair, that actually opens a fair question. What if one of your kids... You know, I mean, you have, Michael has two daughters. What if one of your daughters comes out of college, guns blazing, and goes, hey, man, I got some game. I'm going to run for office. Go for it. Go for it. But I don't, I wouldn't steer them in that direction by any means. All right. But I mean, it wouldn't be like, no, don't do it. Or I would tell her, I would absolutely tell her, just understand you're going to be under, you're going to be scrutinized for the rest of your life. You sent when you were 11. Yes. Okay. Are going to be scrutinized. Memes you posted when you were nine. Yep. Okay. Things you said in the Girl Scouts meeting when you were. 13 years old. I think something Toys. you said in a high school bathroom. Yep. Story you told 15. sitting around a campfire. If they can use it, they will find it and they will. Yep. And if and and as we've seen, if you're a conservative, if they can't find it, they'll invent it. That's true. And they'll use it. And because they control the media, it will be repeated. I'm thinking of the infamous P dossier they used against Trump to foment a coup right which had which was a fabrication made up by a disgraced British secret service agent paid for by Hillary Clinton nobody faced any consequences for that the whole Trump Russia narrative was built on a like I said if they could have find it they made it up right they invented it they got people like CNN to report on it. They got members of the House to act on it as if it was real and attempt a coup in front of the nation. Nobody saw any consequences for it. Something if you should think about. It. If your daughter was to say, I want to get into this world, I would hope you would remember all of that. Oh, yeah. And say, and you know, Trump was kind of a pig. But part of being a pig, is being able to handle wallowing in the mud with the rest of the filth. No, that's true. Somebody like your daughter, who of course is an unimpeachable pure angel. <laughs> I would I would concern the effect it would have on a good person would be different than the effect it would have on somebody who wants the job. Right. Right. A guy like Trump can get in the sty. Right. He likes it in there. Someone like your daughter, I don't think so. Someone who is a good person would be enormously uncomfortable. And in the blood sport that is American politics now, that's a major handicap. Yep. Look what just happened. I mean, look look what we just finished up. They're done just slandering uh, the Republican politicians. They're going after their families, their children. I mean, you had the Wayne County people. Uh, the, 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 the Republicans who changed, who reversed their position to certify the election after what happened, Democrat media complex trolls doxed their kids. Right. Well, I mean, that's going to have an effect on you. Oh yeah. Something to think about. I mean, and it's going to keep good people because good people tend to be good parents among other things. It's going to keep good people away from the game, which of course they want, which of course they want. Right. But I will say this. 
my principles won't change. I'd like to think that enough people listening, you know, the five or six people that are, what are we, 42 minutes in? Five or six people that are still here. <laughs> uh, your principal, They're not going to do that to me. And, you know, it's like I've always said to people, like, well, if Biden wins, I'm leaving the country or, if, uh, you know, blah, blah. I'm not doing that. You're never going to get me to do that. Right. Okay. I'm not quitting on America. America may die around me, but I'm not quitting. The hell with that. Man, now that's, man, we're headed down the road toward a potential campaign slogan, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, if you know somebody that's thinking about 2024, I'm not saying you can't use it, but a little credit where credit is due. Don't forget the last pot on the right told you. We're not quitting on America. Paid for by Crystal for t- president. No, no, no. <laughs> LOL, no. No, no, no. Uh, okay, how, one how of about, the things. How about paid for by Hut, comma, P? Hut, comma, P for president. Now, that's a Hut, comma, P. He'll never quit on America. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Morning in America. It's <laughs> Hut, comma, P for president. He'll never quit. On you. <laughs> I'm just saying, Hut Comma P, noted political science, scientist, and friend of the last pot on the right, Hut Comma P, for president. You are laughing your ass off over there. Why wouldn't, why not? Why? You know what? We joke, but why not, why not somebody like that? Why not a regular cat, you know, I mean, obviously not Hut Comma P, but... <coughs> Hey, he'd be better than some people. Well, I'd be, be better than anybody. He'd be better than anybody in his room. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. I, you know, I'm just using hot comp because of, why not uh, the hog? Okay. I'm just, oh wait, he can't. He's a oh Packer. great. He's, He's a Packer, Packer fan. fan. Yeah, sorry. Screw no, you disqualified hog. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> out. So one one or both of the Soto brothers, uh, sweet Jimmy Apollo could do it. Uh, I was going to say the Disney boys, but mm, I think we'd have, I think their body count might get a little high. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like the, you know, the, the guys that get like put on Con Air and sent back to Honduras. Uh, I don't think the Disney boys would, they'd be like, no, we're going to save the Avgas. <laughs> like, well, you know, uh, but why not? Why not? Uh, why not bank teller Jenny? Die. You know, why not somebody like, why not the coming contingent? Why not my mom? Not and again, we're talking about the fact that they wouldn't want the job, but that's the problem. Yeah, I was supposed to say every well, one of the people we just mentioned would be a better choice in the White House than anybody who's probably thinking about it right now. That's true, and it, that applies even if I don't know you. If you're listening to the last part on the right for the first time, you're like, oh yeah, check this guy out. First of all, sorry, this is as good as it gets. <laughs> Second of all, why not you? Why not you, random American citizen who has done nothing wrong except stick to their principles? Why not? Why not? Why not? Well, maybe that should be the slogan. A third party, somebody to break the tie. Okay. Now, uh, one of the things that, uh, as we're going to switch gears here, because I, I don't want to run out of time and I wanted to talk about this, uh, the resurrection of a couple of things that the Democrat Party tried to pull off, you know, sort of around Trump. Now that they've got the guy in the White House and they looks like they might have a chance to, if the Senate breaks the wrong way, uh, the first two years of the Biden administration, sorry, the Harris administration are going to be bananas. Mm-hmm. Among the things we're going to see are this ridiculous Green New Deal. And if you still have a job after that nonsense is over and or haven't been sent to the gulag for re-education, um, the other thing they're going to want to bring back is, and Schumer's already talking about it, he says Biden can sign an executive order 
wiping 50 grand off the board for everyone with student debt. Okay, first of all, no, he can't. Second of all, stop this. Stop rewarding people for going somewhere that charges them a quarter million dollars or more for four years of indoctrination into a field of study which offers no employment prospects other than Antifa terrorist or BLM thug. And then tell you know, hey, good on you. Here's 50 grand. Stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're not going to because this is where they recruit their new members. But, you know, we've got kids. This is something. This is the kind of thing it sounds, oh, it's just 50 grand. Yeah, but once you do this, you never come back from it, is the thing. Biden doesn't actually have the authority to do that. You can't sign an executive order telling lenders that the debt that they're holding is no longer valid. You can't do that. You can't be like, hey, you know, I don't know, First National Bank and Trust, that uh, that 50 grand that that, you know, Moonbeam had for her gender studies degree, yeah, she doesn't owe it to you anymore. You can't do that to them. Right. Because it's they're still a business. It's all, You ever notice, by the way, that every time the Democrats come up with these giveaway plans, they completely ignore the fact that it's a whole bunch of people that will have to work for free to make it happen? No, I'm just <laughs> saying, every true. time. Every time they come up with one of these giveaway plans, right. they always ignore the fact that someone's got to pay it. They're like, oh, yeah, but those are just the banks. Well, you know what? We have bank teller Jenny. Okay, bank teller Jenny is a bank teller. Okay, bank teller Jenny is not. Hence her name. She's not making executive decisions in the boardroom in New York so or right, wherever. Or okay, Charlotte or, or wherever right, it is, whatever right. bank. We're not going to say what bank. We don't want to. Oh, I think we don't want to dox our own list. A bunch of them are based out of Charlotte. There are a bunch of Charlotte or so. Dallas or wherever. Right. Fine. Uh, or Atlanta. We don't want to do that to her, but. She's not making decisions at the executive level. However, if Biden were to wipe clean all of that student debt, that adds up. They're going to have to make the shortfall somewhere. I can guarantee you the dudes in the in the white collars up in the tower in Charlotte ain't going to lose their jobs. It's going to be people like Bank Teller Jenny when they close her branch. Right. Okay. That kind of thing. People suffer when you impose this Green New Deal insanity. Not only are you literally axe-murdering the entire fossil fuel industry in this country, your whole energy industry is destroyed. You are literally handing the keys to the American economy to Russia and the Middle East, if you do that. But beyond, because and you're letting China get in the driver's seat of the whole world economy. Right. Because, you know, they don't get, they're like, sure, yeah, we'll, we'll sign your... Kyoto Accords. Sure. We sure. We'll turn down the thermostat here in the first Chinese super duper dirty coal plant. Yeah. The Chinese don't care. India does not care. The fact is, India can't afford to care. Right. I mean, they are basically standing shoulder to shoulder in India at this point. They can't afford to do anything other than what they're doing and they're barely hanging on. Right. So you'd say, you could say, well, you guys got to abide by this treaty. And the Indians would be like, we just can't. <laughs> we'll all starve. Right. Okay, the lights will be off here forever. The Chinese don't care and won't. I mean, hell, they lied about the damn coronavirus. You don't think they're going to lie about whether or not they're installing stack scrubbers on their coal-fired power plants? <laughs> and that's before you even get into the third world. And you know the Russians don't give a damn. Right. But fine. Fine. We're going to do that. We're going to we're going to murder the energy industry in this country. We're going to let the Russians, the Chinese and the and the Arabs take over the whole show. Russia uses the safe nuclear energy. So. Sure they do. <laughs> sure they do. There are a bunch of there are a bunch of glow in the dark animals in the forest around Chernobyl that might take issue with that. That's very true. 
But you no, know, I mean, and and you know, there's no environmental controls on anything in the Eastern Bloc still. Right. If it's still under Russian sphere of influence, it's a dump. Yeah. Because communists, because leftists always do that. Mm. It's no different. I mean, look at the places that stayed kind of stayed in Russia's orbit after the split up in '91, Moldova. Belarusia, or sorry, Belarus. Azerbaijan. Well, they're the hellscapes of Europe now. Right. Why? Because the communists stayed in, changed their names, they stayed in control. Imagine what, that's what would happen to America. Right. Okay. So you're going to sit there and go, oh, we're going to, you know, we, we've got to get serious about student debt. I'm like, no, when you start doing this, when you start doing this, you start saying, I'm signing an executive order that, you know, you don't have to pay up the money you borrowed. You're not uh, not only rewarding kids for being dumb, you're also rewarding real garbage people like, for example, Elizabeth Warren. Keep in mind, one of the reasons that college costs as much as it did does is because they pay uh, people like Elizabeth Warren. Do you know she made she made a half a million dollars to teach one class at Harvard? Yep. Where do you think they're getting that money from? Oh, yeah. Nice. And if they pass their student debt forgiveness thingy dingy, then guess where they're getting that money from? You. Yep. You, I, Elizabeth Warren ain't writing. I don't see her writing for her checkbook. Be like, oh, hey, let me cover this up. No, she ain't going to do that. Right. And she ain't working for free, homeboy. Also, all the people in government that are now telling you that it's the, the right thing to do to have student debt forgiveness and, you know, the Green New Deal. They may all be communists, but they all live like pharaohs. Every single one of them makes close to a half, uh, makes close to a quarter million dollars a year. And that's just above the table. Ain't nobody ever went to Washington and came back Poe. Right. Okay. No. Joe Biden has never done anything in the private sector and is suddenly a multimillionaire. Barack Obama never did anything in the private sector, came out of the White House with an eight-figure fortune. He bought a house, a palace, speaking of double standards, on an, I mean, literally on an island that if global warming was the thing that they said it was, would be a half underwater now. Right. Okay. I know, I actually know the dude that sold them that house. I don't like, we're not like buddies. Right. Um, I well, I knew one of his kids. I guess best way to say it. That house is a palace. Barack Obama never worked a real day job in his life outside the public sector. He could afford that now. These people don't care. Okay. Oh yeah. You no. are the one that will pay. They are not. No. It's been a minute since there's uh, been somebody that's gone to Washington and left destitute. The I last mean, guy was Truman. Truman. Yeah. And they had before. to they had to go to Herbert. Who? This is a true story. Yep. This is a true story, kids. Harry Truman came out of the White House and had made, because he was just a regular cat, and he did not- He was not, a hat salesman. He, he did not do what so many of these, what they all do now, which is use his office to re-enrich himself. When he left the White House, he did all he had to go back to, because they didn't have presidential pensions yet, was his hat shop. And of course, you know, he hadn't done it in a while. The dude had like no money. They were concerned about the idea of a former president being destitute. In the television age, that wouldn't have looked good. No. They had to go to Herbert Hoover, who was independently wealthy, and, and beg him to accept his pension because Truman was too proud to take his unless he, if he thought it was just charity. But they were like, oh, well, Herbert, because at the time, of course, they were the only two living former presidents. Right. And uh, they were like, well, Her Herbert Hoover's taking his. And Truman was like, oh, okay. Because Truman wouldn't have taken it if Hoover had. Right. Hoover didn't need it. Right. Hoover, by the way, Herbert Hoover was alive until the mid-60s. Mm -hmm. So actually, uh, Herbert Hoover actually outlived John F. Kennedy. A little historical note for you there. Herbert Hoover's 
acceptance of, of, of the presidential pension paved the way for Harry Truman to take his, and that's where these guys go now. Yep. But they all have, trust me, everybody takes advantage of it now. Hey, you should see where AOC lives. <laughs> well, you can't, because you can't get in there because it's in a gated area, and it's real nice. Right. She lived down in D.C., but I, I know where she lives. I'm not, I don't know where she lives like creepy. I know where she lives like I know the area where she lives and she ain't suffering. No. A lot of no, people no. in Washington, D.C., as there are in every Democrat-owned city, are living in, in shambles and crime-filled horror. AOC is not one of them. She ain't in that section of D.C. Right. That's the kind of thing I'm telling you about. So when these people say, we're going to forgive student debt, we're going to forgive this, we're going to have a Green New Deal, we're remaking America in a modern economic image for the progressive future, blah, 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 and somebody got to pay for all these kids and it ain't going to be them. Nope. Which leaves you. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. All right, we're going to run out of time here. Uh, before we do that, I now uh, what are you, what what are you doing for Thanksgiving? You're just chilling out here <laughs> with my I, dogs. I'm sitting right there. See now on I, your couch. I'm going to go. We are heading northward. Spend the holiday with family. It's my, my family. Christmas is like you know you do that kind of with your own people. Like just like your immediate family, but like uh, Thanksgiving's the big family holiday for us. Right. Always has been. Yeah. My mom has been, well, now my sister-in-law is in charge of this. But for years, my mom, like her Thanksgiving shindigs, were, you look, you started looking forward to them the moment like that first kickoff in September happened. You'd be like, ooh, Thanksgiving's, Thanksgiving's coming up. Because my mom would put on a show. <laughs> it was good. People, literally, we'd have like 20 people in the house. Right. I mean, people that had great opportunities to go elsewhere, they're like, nah, that's cool. We going, we going to the Crystal's house. Right. Because it's going to be the business. Um, you have places in America now where you have Democrat governors saying, we, we don't want you to have Thanksgiving. And a couple of them even threatened to say, well, Hey, listen, you got over 10 people in your house. We coming in. I'm like, are you insane? Is that actually happening? You're going to bust down the door on Thanksgiving. Really? You're going to do that? That's why I'm sitting here on the couch, man. Uh, Well, and then the other part of it is it couldn't help but notice this week that one of the lead voices in shut everything down until, I was going to say until the Rona vaccine shows up, but really we all know it's until Joe Biden gets inaugurated. Right. Okay. I don't want to go through the whole thing about the science on coronavirus, but one thing has not changed. The likelihood is you ain't going to get it. And the overwhelming likelihood is you ain't going to die from it. Period. Right. I mean, that's the bottom line. Oh, also, by the way, the whole mask thing, because Biden's talking about a mask mandate. At best, in question whether or not that has any effect on the transmission of the disease whatsoever. But fine. I mean, it's a social courtesy at this point. Just wear the mask. You know what? The only thing I think it does is makes everybody realize how bad their damn breath stinks. Yeah, it's like, yo, a couple of you you people need to put those things in the wash. Well, there are times, you know, like, so, like, I'll get up and go to work all day, you know, brush my teeth before I go. But, you know, of course, then I have, well, I have, so. have like, coffee and, oh, and then by, by all that midday, other stuff. And then I stop by the grocery store on the way home from work and I put on the mask and I'm like, oh, my God. Well, I'm just going to say this. Gavin Newsom, this this past week, Mr. Mask Up or Die himself. Maskless. <laughs> did you see this story? Yes, I did. Maskless. They, he and members of the California <laughs> Medical Association had themselves a nice old party at a, uh, a five-star restaurant in, uh, in California stand. Nobody was wearing a mask. Whoops. Double standards, right? Of course. But, but they're going to threaten your Thanksgiving holiday. All of this. The whole Today's whole theme is, this is, I mean, these people have no standards other than screw you. I was going to say double, but really their only standard is, hey, you, America, screw you. 
All right, we got to get going here, buddy. But today's wanna... episode has been brought to you by the Democratic Double Standard. We want to remind all of you, and I'd like to say thanks to everybody I mentioned. Of course, if you have did not hear your main name, that does not mean we do not love you and thank you for listening today. I want to, of course, thank my parents, my whole family, and everybody else that we mentioned earlier tuning in. Also want to say a huge shout out to the vastly superior offerings at America's Podcast Network, KLRN Radio. <laughs> Dot net. I uh, want to remind everybody pause? to check out our Twitter feed <laughs> at Last Stop OTR. Don't forget our, our website is laststopontheright.com for all the people I just mentioned and for all of you. Want to say I'm Ben Crystal. I'm Mike Abel. And this has been The Last Pod on the Right. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We'll see you in two weeks. Until then, y'all keep it in the short grass. We out. <laughs>